Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and uh, this is an attempt by us to bring Table Manners to you remotely. So I'm here with my mum via Zoom. Hello mum. Zooming in Jess, zooming in. Do you kind of feel like a war correspondent mum? No I bloody don't. I feel like an isolated old person at the minute. Um, How are you mum? Fed up with being isolated from you got another 12 months of this this is the closest i've been to people all day and you're all in little boxes oh mum stop that's really sad to explain um i decided to move out of my mum's not because we weren't getting on very well we're actually getting on quite well even post promo of uh, our (laughs) sorry sunday times bestseller cookbook table manners of the cookbook um we just got too worried about being in the house of mum and not that we can call mum elderly but she's getting up there and so we thought we'd uh move so I'm currently in an Airbnb in the highest um the highest uh corona area Southwark so that's cool but I'm staying at home so that's fine and you're at home and then we have dear Alice our producer editor also in and we're gonna have Nick Grimshaw coming in in a minute We hope. We hope. I'm incredibly proud of mum for actually managing to work out how to use a microphone, um, plug it in herself and use an app. So well done, mum. Jessie, shut your gob. I know what I'm doing. Okay, fine. Sorry. She's still got her fire. Darling. Didn't have your fire at the beginning of the week, but she's come back. No, it's waning, I can tell you. I do miss you, mum. Good, darling. Um, We've had a few moments where I've seen you. I've dropped off some food to you. You're taking it very seriously, the stay at home. So you ask for eggs and milk every day. So um, I dropped off some food to you and you greeted me with uh, white Michael Jackson gloves and a big mask and that you're just, you know, rocking it. And then, bless you, a Jewish mother couldn't go without delivering some minestrone soup to me and uh, moving your son, the doctor, Alex, into his flat because also Alex has moved out because he's too much of a risk to giving you something. Can't get any food because everyone's eaten it all. Yeah. So you came to me and you had like what can only be described as, if anybody's seen The Handmaid's Tale, the workers that get taken to the barren lands, the the people that are rejected from society, um, they are working in like this toxic land and the people that work and the guards have these huge gas masks and you had that on and it kind of looked a bit kinky. Your daughter looked at me and she was so excited to see me and she had a big smile on her face and she looked at me and the smile 
just evaporated like this woman is a lunatic yeah it's um it's interesting times but we thought you know so many of you are listening to us and want this to continue so we thought we'd try and find a way to bring table manners to you via all our homes and so obviously the format is going to be slightly amended because we can no longer cook for people so we thought it was kind of good to ask everyone to cook their own meal and we're just going to ask everybody what they're having for their tea or what they're drinking and it'll be the same kind of table manners just none of us will be in the same room but this is how we have to do it so I think also I was um very worried about mum not having anything to do now that she doesn't have two grandchildren in the house and a daughter and a son. I mean, you're, you're home alone now. So yep. this is just charity, really. Th- oh, thanks, Jess. Um, I've got plenty to do because I'm still working and I've been busy all day working remotely. But I have got to really try and punctuate my day a bit. I must say good old Janet Buck um, has put... Oh, Janet she, Buck. She's put exercises on YouTube, Mrs. Janet Buck's exercises, and they're wonderful. And I urge people to look. Can we just comment about Janet Buck is a, a Clapham, uh, Abbeville Road legend who has looked like Kate Bush since I've known her. She's um, always done the aerobics class down in the contact centre. And she is the most zany, fantastic woman who um, has the most beautiful porcelain skin and does an aerobics class. And so have you joined in yet, Mum? So she's put exercises on YouTube and I'm going to have a go. I guess the doorbell will be when Groomy joins us. So we'll just keep on chatting. But this is a trial run for us and we want to make sure that we can keep on bringing you table manners. Also so that I get to chat about food with mum every week if we're not going to be cooking together but it's really exciting we've got nick grimshaw because i've been but i've been longing to meet him for two years three years since we started the podcast and i won't be able to hold on there he is Nick Grimshaw, welcome to Table Manners. Thank you, Jesse. Um, thanks for uh, doing this. This is obviously the first time we've done this, but we've, we we had you in the diary mm-hmm. for tonight. Mm-hmm. So we thought, why not try this whilst we're all at home? I have been wanting to call on this podcast for so long. And honestly, I'm not just saying this because we are face to face now. I love talking to you, Jesse. You know that. So I've been like trying to do this podcast and make it work for probably years. And I cannot believe that now we are doing it. We are not even together. And you're I missing know, my chicken soup. I'm livid at missing the food. I'm, I've been on house party talking to my friends about what I'm up to tonight. And everyone's like, what's going on? And I've been like, oh, I'm cooking. I'm going on the podcast. And everyone's like, you're missing the food. I was like, I I'll know. send you what some. Is, this sucks. But like, mom, is that allowed in these times? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. How long's Uber going to last for? Who knows? I don't know. I think maybe you could pop it in an envelope. Pop and it just in an envelope. It. <laughs> we'll send you the recipe. How are you? Oh, yeah, the recipe. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been like quite a weird... It's been a really weird week and it's been like quite a weird few weeks, actually. It's been like loads going on and I don't know, life feels really precious, I guess, at the moment. It feels very real right now, but 
for me, it's like I'm still going to work. Um, I'm still doing the radio show. Um, but it's just it's so odd going to do the radio every day in like a derelict building essentially, and it's just me and my producer. And um, but I think times like this, like people really are relying on it, and people are really getting involved. So, and as horrible as it is, and as bad as it is, I am enjoying this sort of sense of community that is is going around and we're all feeling but how is it yeah how is it where you are do you feel like there is a huge sense of community are you just talking about like the wider I mean in your actual area are people being kind people are kind anyway around here like we said me and Mish my boyfriend went to the shop before and we just ran into one of our neighbors and I was like do you know what we have like a really good crew around here and we always chat and always like see each other and like occasionally we'll get together and have a wine or we'll have them over at Christmas and stuff so it's a good vibe around here and I think it's um I don't know it's nice getting those texts from neighbors like if you need anything and like we've been texting neighbors being like we're here all day if you need anything so that's kind of like the silver lining, I guess, in all of this. I'm really intrigued because I'm in. I'm currently in like a rental Airbnb because I was living with mum and I'm about to move into our place that will be kind of half done. Uh-huh. Um, but we're hoping we get in before there's like a potential like lockdown. But so I'm in an Airbnb, so it's not my area, but I'm like community. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like you need to, Sam's like you need to stop saying hi to people you need to chill out <laughs> that's what I get told off for saying hi to people Misha said today is like why are you saying hi to everybody because <laughs> it's like wartime spirit I'm like we're in this together it is I'm like, I'm like hello stranger well I'm doing it for you mum seeing as you can't come out of the house oh, it's horrible I just find it really hard Um, because I've had everyone living with me and everyone's moved out this week and I'm on my own. So the people I see most are my next door neighbours who make sure I've got tonic and wine. And um, yeah, that's the essentials, essentials, really. How's your mum doing? Yeah, my mum is good. We were actually quite lucky that we were up um, last weekend in Manchester. So we went home um, for the weekend and I had to do sport relief on the the Friday. So we went up and did that and then... um, Mish, my boyfriend, was meant to be away and he it was meant to be in, on a film in Budapest for a couple of weeks. So I was like, oh, I'll go up for like a longer time in Manchester because he's away. And then his work got cancelled. So he came back because of all of this. And then both of us went up to Manchester and we got to spend like four or five days or something with my mum and we went and stayed with my mum and we got to see her and my sister and like the whole family my sister had 19 people around for lunch on Sunday so we saw like all the grimmies is everyone feeling okay yeah everyone's good everyone's really healthy like my sister lives a street away from my mum um so my mum goes and visits and stands outside and he's like Hi. <laughs> so um yeah, everyone's everyone's good and my mum's um I've made my mum get this app house party, which is basically like it's kind of like Zoom or like a, a communal FaceTime, but you can have like all your friends on it. So you can have like 10 people or something at the same time. And there's all games on it and stuff. So I've made my mum download it. So me and my mum have been playing like Pictionary together and like my little niece joined us last night for a game of Pictionary. So I've just been trying to make sure that she's not too alone. But I think she's going to go and stay with her sisters because um, they're like three single gals in their 70s oh, so I think they're all gonna sort of bunker down together I have to say I, I saw on your insta stories you did like this big kind of Sunday lunch it seemed like and yeah I saw a really impressive trifle yes Mm-mm. that was my mother's work what does she do that's so special about it I don't know like I actually don't like trifle sorry um, what 
I'm so sorry to, to, to talk like this at a time like this, but um, I don't, I'm just not really, I don't know, I've never really liked it. I don't know if it reminds me of school or something, um, but I actually didn't try the trifle. You didn't try it? No, Jesse, I didn't. No. who is he? Oh, I know, we've got it on the back of our cookbook, for fuck's sake. We love trifle. Sorry, my husband, I'm just going to so have to sorry. tell my husband, Sam, babe, you're like literally clattering and I'm trying to be professional. Can you just be a bit quieter, please? You can turn the kettle on, just close the door. God, this professionalism, for God's sake. God. Um, so um, what have you found is the thing that you've bought during this corona, you know, going to the shops, you're like, I absolutely need this and I can't live without it. Um, hobnobs, <laughs> milk chocolate hobnobs. Oh, really? With the toffee in or not? No, not the toffee in, just like the... Do you like the toffee in? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know if that's too much. Too much chew. It's nice, though. <laughs> um, so just regular milk chocolate hobnobs. And we bought load of canned stuff. Like, be, like, we eat really healthy and, like, I do, like, cooking. Not, like, proper cooking, but we'll make dinner every night. But we've had a lot of beans. We've had bought a lot of cereal, Pringles. I was trying to think what would last. Frozen Kievs. Oh, I was thinking it might be good retro. Idea. Yeah, like a good fro- throwback. What are you having tonight? What were you cooking onions? Is it hot dogs and onions? Oh, I wish. I love that. Uh, yeah. No, tonight we're having a curry. So I've sort of, we ate our lunch because it feels a bit like that time of um, year in between like Christmas and New Year's or something yeah. at the moment. So like we, all the rules we're go out the window. Fat. Yeah, like totally getting fat, totally eating like Oreos and hobnobs just as I pass them in the cupboard. Like it's fine. Um, I'm having a beer right now. I'm just like, it's Christmas. Um, so <laughs> we ate lunch at 5 p.m. today. Oh, so you're not hungry. <laughs> so we're not actually hungry. So you'll have curry at 11. Yeah, so we're going to have curry later. So I've started it and I've got sort of the base going on and I've not put any vegetables in yet, but we're going to make, yeah, like really yummy veggie curry tonight. Is it somebody's recipe? Yeah, it was from um, Wendy Rose book. Do you know her? The makeup artist? Yeah. How funny. Yeah, so she's a makeup artist and I... I met her at something. I met her. Where did I meet her? I can't remember. My friend George knew her. And I met her at a party. And I, I didn't know she was a makeup artist or anything. And I just, I properly got on with her. I just loved her. And um, I don't know. She brought out a cookery book and, and sent it to me. And there's one, I have a million cookery books as well. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. Ooh, oh, don't have a blender. Can't do that. Um, so it's like the easiest thing in her cookbook years ago. And it's just like a really delicious vegan curry and I'm not vegan um but it's dead easy and then over the years like my friends who are really good at cooking have told me to add certain things and use these spices and make a paste first so it's kind of a sort of patchwork of various different people's recipes throughout the years what did you eat when you did sports relief and you did that oh my god it was actually really yum actually like because we were meant to be in Mongolia yeah doing this sport relief challenge and then they had to change it. So when we were in Mongolia, the food, they were warning us, they were like, it's going to be freeze-dried rations because it's so cold. They said, you're just going to be out there on the ice. Nothing can have moisture in it. So if, you know, because if it does, it freeze. So we were just like, it's going to be kind of like fine but I was kind of looking forward to it actually like a kind of like pot noodley things um but then when we changed to Namibia um we ended up having like a cook with us and they made us like really delicious stews every night like really hearty meals like really great curries and stuff so the food was not 
the problem at all. Like the food is great. <laughs> no, what, what was the problem with sports relief? I mean, obviously you did amazing things. You you raised a lot of money, but you had an absolute mare on the first mm, day. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like we I trained for it, like you were saying, like I'd been preparing for it for yeah. months and like before Christmas and then... For ice skating though, no? Yeah, for ice skating and walking <laughs> as well. Like it's a hundred miles, but it was flat. So I was yeah. like, oh, this will be fine. Like it'll be mm. long, but mm. you can walk if you have to, you know, like, for a good cause. And then it changed to like the other extreme. It was... 43 degrees the first day we started and it was a bike ride and I was like oh it'll be cool I'll be all right on this bike ride and then it got to like half five we'd set off at like eight or nine in the morning and um the doctor went past me and she was like oh you look weird and there's a picture of me actually at that time and my skin looks like sort of like an oil spill I've never really seen like it's sort of like iridescent purpley gray like not a I was not a well woman and um they pulled me and I got like heat exhaustion which I thought sounds like not that bad but it was it was it was really gnarly it was really it was properly the most scared and most traumatic thing I've ever ever experienced and And then you've got a camera in your face too and you don't have any of your family there yeah and you don't know anyone like we just landed and like you don't yeah. know any of these people or any of the crew and I was like Ugh. but then it they I mean it was it was it brought on like a horrible like physical panic attack that just went on from probably like six o'clock maybe to like 11 at night but oh and I was like like this like Ugh. and I was freaking Shit. out and then um the good thing was was they had to inject me with Valium so I had intravenous Valium, Valium. Uh, oh you that, poor thing no it's nice it was like it was like a light switch <laughs> yeah. I was like I feel fine I want to go out I was literally <laughs> like oh um, and then after that passed I like it was hard and like all day on that Monday it was hard but it was like the right level of hard. Do you know what I mean? It was like the hardest thing I've ever done. But I I really thought I'd hate that sort of thing. But I really, um, I don't know. There was something about that extreme challenge that I really enjoyed. Like I didn't think that was me. You raised so much money and it was amazing. And I watched the documentary and I feel like... It was amazing. Yeah, but fuck that shit, man. Like that looked <laughs> fucking hard. Like, it was, I mean... Jesse, it was so so hard so it wasn't like us going to a cycle class no 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 no. I will laugh at any other exercise anyone ever asked me to do because it was it's not like hot I was like how hot can it be hotter than Ibiza can it be hotter than like LA (laughs) yes it was like being in an oven for a week and (gasps) it was just relentless and obviously like sand it's like you can't cycle on it so it it was the hardest thing ever but also if you said do you want to do it again I'd say yeah but Grimmy what did your mum think was she worried about you I don't think she was on the way I think my mum was quite oh he'll be fine you know he goes to his spin classes (laughs) he'll be all right and then I think I didn't get to speak to her until the day after I got pulled out of the of the race like the doctors wouldn't let me do it for this on the the second day so I didn't get to speak to her till that evening and I was really upset and I um because you know you, you, it, was, it was something that I'd focused on and trained for and I felt like I'd let like the team down and also I felt like I'd let people down who'd donated so I was having like this like crisis of like oh my god I've let like 
all these people down and I'm trying to do this thing and I can't do it. So when I called my mum, because there was no phone service, like we're 200 miles from the nearest city. So we were like nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, no shopping, nothing. Um, and when I called her, I was like really trying to hold it together. And then I was like, yeah. oh, mum, it's really bad. And then I like properly, properly cried. And I don't think I've like cried to my mum as an adult. And I think it was probably like really traumatic to be called and be like, nearly die, died. Um, but yeah, she thought it was completely insane when she watched The Dark. She was just like, don't do that again. Don't like, do it again. I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> don't do it again. I mean, I, I, well, talking about your mum, growing up, who was cooking the meals and what was your kind of earliest memory of food? Cooking in our house, we'd always, always have a Sunday roast. Like oh, without yeah. fail, always. What would that have in it? It would be either beef or lamb or pork. We'd never really have chicken. And Uh-oh. I remember my brother, my brother, because my brother's 13 years older than me. Have you met my brother? No. I've met, so your, brother, I've met your niece who was on Gogglebox with you. Yeah. Who is amazing. We love Liv. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my brother is like the polar opposite to me. Like he has a skinhead. He's like fucking hell all right like go used to like love going to the football for a fight like going down having a fight like loved it like <laughs> makes friends with all the turkish shopkeepers around here because he like has this mad knowledge of galatasaray and great <laughs> fights that happened man united versus galatasaray in the 90s and he's like i remember that 96 like the total opposite to me so when we were growing up and it'd be Sunday roast. It'd be like, no chicken. I'm not having chicken. I want a proper, proper meat. I don't like chicken. So we honestly never had chicken. Because <laughs> and of your loud brother. And I, I think it, it was because of my brother. Like he just thought that chicken weren't good enough for a Sunday roast. So we always had beef or lamb. <laughs> chicken isn't really a Sunday roast. Do you think, Jess? Yeah. I think it's beef or lamb, really. You do it a lot. Yeah, but... I, know, I feel like it's special, when you're having lamb or beef. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know about you, like, do you ever have your Yorkshires with a chicken roast? Oh, 100%. Okay, fine. 100%. 100%. But go on, tell me about your mum cooking. So my mum would do everything. and my, I felt like a Sunday roast, like my mum would be cooking for, <laughs> like, from Saturday yeah. morning <laughs> to Sunday at three. Like, it felt like such an event and, like, you, the kitchen was a thousand degrees. And I just remember my mum always, like, emerging sort of beetroot with, like, two soggy tea towels on her shoulders. It's like, like guys, it's ready. I exactly <laughs> how she is. And... <laughs> And everyone would have to be like pulled away from like watching United playing or something. And she'd be like, guys, I've done it. <laughs> and she's shell-shocked and doesn't really want to eat anymore. And never wants to eat, yeah. And she's like polished off a bottle of red so you can yeah. in the kitchen. But we'd have everything. My dad didn't cook, but my dad's only job was he'd carve. And he had like an electric carving knife that he'd like oh bring God, out. Amazing. And we kept it in a wicker basket and he'd like bring so it down sweet. and be like, here it is. <laughs> Do you come from a rural area? No, not at all. Like all my family from um, Manchester. And yeah. My dad's from like Miles Platin and my mum's from Moss Side. Miles Platin. Yeah. Well, I was brought up in Manchester. I know that. Yeah. Because I knew that yeah. you guys were United fans. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you from? 
Prestwich. Oh, Prestwich. Where were the Jewish yeah. people live? <laughs> so my friend Molly's from. She's from Prestwich. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Molly That's Grosberg. Where we come from. She's Jewish. Oh, oh Molly. Yeah. Molly. We're all Molly. Love Molly. Love Molly. I know the Grosberg. Do you? Sure. <laughs> of course. We all know everyone. Well, do you know what? We went to, like, my mum and dad, Roman Catholic, and I went to, like, Roman Catholic primary school and high school. But my dad, every Sunday, would go to Cheatham Hill and get bagels from the Jewish bakers. Oh, the bagels mm. are the best in Manchester. How funny. Yeah. Always Without have them. doubt. Yeah. yeah. Always so what them. would you have with them on a Sunday? We'd have like cream cheese, smoked salmon. Yeah. For brekkie on a Sunday. Manchester bagels are the best. They're really good. And my dad would go, yeah, like every Sunday. And for some reason he'd come back with like 50. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of why, course. Why do we need 50 bagels? <laughs> but isn't it funny because like you live in East London and... I'm sure you've had a Brick Lane bagel. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty good. But Mm -hmm. nothing compares to a Manchester bagel. No. The chewiness. The chewiness. Well, our friend Amy, who lives on the next street to me, she Mm. is a New Yorker and Mm. Jewish family. And she protests that you cannot get a bagel or, side note, a decent mani-pedi in this country. So that's her two main grievances. And when her family come to stay, like her mum and dad, Ike and Carol, they stay with me because we're like a street away. So they always come and stay here and they'll come and stay for a few weeks. And Ike's always like, can't get a bagel. They're not done it right. No bagels. And it is the biggest, it's it's one of the most talked about conversations in this household is where can we get Ike a bagel from? And they go to various, various different delis. He doesn't like a Brooklyn bagel. No, I don't blame him. I understand him. that. You need to go to Ronnie's in Golders Green. Oh, that's what we need to do. Golders yeah. Green. Ronnie's Golders Green. Yeah. It's great. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
Who does most cooking? You or your boyfriend? I do most cooking because I really, really yeah. like it. He loves doing all kinds of housework. Like he's mad for cleaning. Oh my God, you're the perfect couple. And I, really? I want the house clean, but I hate doing it. And I love cooking because I think it gives me like a distraction and it gives me like time to be on my own and not talk. So I really love cooking and he genuinely enjoys cleaning. And even if he cooks dinner, I'll say, oh, I'll clean it because you cook dinner. He's like, no, 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 let me do it. Oh my God, marry him. <laughs> but if you're doing the evening show, when do you, do you prepare your food before uh, you no, go No, because I, I, I usually get home for like, just before eight or something. And when I was doing breakfast, there were so many years of eating my dinner at like 6 p.m. or something. Oh, and God. I felt like a toddler or like a like nan or something. I hated eating at like 6 p.m. So I now think it's really glamorous to be eating dinner at like 9 p.m. Do you know what I mean? So I, we never prepared dinner before. We just sort of do it when we I agree. get in. I agree. And yeah. I love eating late. Ask Jessie what time she likes to eat. Oh, but babies, I, but, maybe. Yeah, bloody kids. So, okay, She's I'll tell awful. you what I've made tonight. So I've, I, I too, you know, watched a lot of Instagrams of people being like, you know, this is, you know, how you should cook during Corona. Um, and I love Melissa Hemsley. And she put, she did like a tray bake cauliflower chickpea curry. And I was like, okay, Ooh, wow. that can work. Like, mum, shut up. That's mum taking the piss because it doesn't have meat in it. Um, so exciting. Oh, piss off. Anyway, like my children have been living off like pizza and scampi and chips so I was like right I'm gonna give them that and also it was the podcast I thought I should probably make an effort but um I gave it to my children I put too much chili in it my son was like my son who can't speak was like (laughs) (laughs) his first word was ay caramba (laughs) (laughs) like bless him And, um, and my daughter took one taste and she was like nah Nah, so nah. I basically polished off their meal. So I've already eaten, but I love eating at five o'clock. I oh, absolutely I hate love it. it. Me too. I hate it. I remember we always ate late in our house when we were kids, and I don't know why. And my mum and dad, who like could not be more working class, salt of the earth Mancunians, were like the only thing they were snobby about was like, Num- number six, eat their dinner at six. I they completely eat agree. The only I thing they were snobby about. So unsophisticated, <laughs> isn't it? We'd be having like a Findus crispy pancake at eight pm, and they thought they were like lardy da. Mum, what are you eating tonight? I'm now like an old person because I made roast chicken last night, and it was enough for two nights. But it is my fit. Fa- I do love roast chicken, so I've got roast chicken tonight. That was a difficult chicken to find for you, I tell you, in Peckham. How did you and Mish meet? We met actually in real life, which no one seems to do anymore. When I was doing my breakfast show, I remember saying to my friend Amy, like, I'm like, I really want to meet someone and it's really hard and I'm doing this show. And I remember really clearly Amy saying to me a few years ago, she's like, listen, when you're doing this show, you just need to do that show. Like, that's your job. That's your focus. When you finish you'll meet someone nice, I promise you. So I was like, no, I just don't know if I am. I want to be single and on the radio forever. And then I finished the breakfast show on the Thursday and I met Meshach on the Friday. <gasps> Not Amy kidding. is See, like... She was right. Amy's she's like... She's a prophet. A, 
She's a prophet, a soothsayer. Yeah. Um, and I met him and weirdly, neither of us wanted to go out. And it was a Friday night and I was meant to be going on holiday on the Saturday. And my friend Makita came around and she said, why don't we just go out tonight? And I said, I can't because I'm going on holiday tomorrow. She went, what time's your flight? I said, 7 a.m. She went, so you're going to have to wake up and be at the airport for 6 a.m. She said, what are you doing? You've just finished the breakfast show. Stop with the earlies. Stop. Cancel it and come out with me. And I said, I can't. The flight's at seven. Just get another one. We're going out. So I was like, So rock and roll. And so we went out and we went to the pub. And then when we got to the pub, then she's like, you just got to pop into this club with me. I was like, no, I'm not coming to a club. She said, just just come to this club with me. She said, for half an hour. I was like, okay. Which club was it? It was at this club called Metropolis in Hackney, which is this old strip club. And um, it used to be like a, a gentleman's club, if you will. And then now it's turned into this like really fun gay night. So they do a really mm-hmm. fun night on a Friday and a really fun night on a Saturday. And on the Friday, they do a night called Dollar Baby. And um, that's hosted by this really great, really fun, really talented DJ drag queen called Jodie Harsh. Mm-hmm. And Jodie was one of the first people who employed me actually in London when I was like 21. And, really? Um, yeah, Jody. I used to DJ at Jody's um, night circus in Soho, and I'd be the oh resident DJ there. Oh my god, you are there. so cool, Nick! So you did, are so <laughs> cool. Do that when I was like twenty-one. Anyway, so we thought we'll go there, and Makita wanted to go. And as we were in the queue to like come in, the queue was on one side, and the smoking area was opposite the queue. So Makita's in front of me. We get to the front, she goes in, and then I went in. And as I went in, I saw Meshach smoking. And when I got into the club, Makita went, oh, my God, there's a guy outside who I think needs to be your husband. And I went, oh, my God, I just saw him too. So she was like, okay. So we went to the bar and we got a drink. She's like, okay, let's just make this happen. And then Meshach came in. We didn't know his name then, obviously. And Meshach came in and then Makita just was like, let's just go and introduce ourselves. I was like, absolutely no way. We'll just ignore him all night. And she's like, no, I'm going over. So she went over and just shoulder barged him and was like oh I'm so sorry um what's your name and he was like oh Meshach and she's like oh so sorry and then she was like this is my friend Nick and then she said to me oh feel Meshach he's wearing suede so I had to like (laughs) physically touch his arm like that and then I was like wow and then she was like I think we should all go for a cigarette together so let's go out and I remember going out so on it she was so on it and I remember going outside and the lighting was like floodlit and I remember being like oh my god this is rude lighting like it was like actual flood lighting meat market lighting I was like oh my god and then we ended up like having a really fun night and I was like did not want to go out. Meshach also didn't want to go out. He didn't want to go to the club. And he was in the same situation that his friend had dragged him there as well. And he didn't want to be there. So we sort of bonded over the fact that we didn't want to be there. And then we ended up staying there till 6am. Just me and him talking. And then I didn't go on holiday the next day or the next day after that. Because you were just hanging out with Meshach? Yeah. Oh, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. How long have you been together? Like a, over a year and a half. So it's like and he's August so lovely. 2018. 
I feel like even though you are quite young, like you have lived a London life, like the fact that you you came, like the bright lights of the sun <laughs> coming from Manchester and you come and you get, you kind of get pulled into this very it crowd, you know, Kate Moss, uh, Queens of Noise, Sadie Frost. It was like you were right in there. And I just kind of ima- wonder what it's like for a 20, what, three-year-old from Manchester coming yeah, I in and then being... Like 20... 21, 22 when it moved, I think. Did you always want to come to London? Uh, yeah, I always wanted to come to London. I, I always, the thing that drove me was, was that I always loved music and I always wanted to have music on. And my brother and sister always played great music. And I used to try every instrument and I could never play it. And I still, now if I can't do something instantly, I like don't want to do it. Like me, she's learning to knit and I'm like, gah, 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 stupid, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I was like that with instruments. Um, and and so I thought the next best thing was being a DJ, basically. But I used to, when as a kid, be like, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm going to be a singer like Jesse Ware. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just but like I guess, you, Jess. I guess like you. Uh, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was like, oh my god, I want to be a singer, and then my voice was absolutely horrific. So I thought DJ was the next best thing because you'd get to you know be at gigs and be at festivals and and be around music all the time, and then. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I remember just really falling in love with John Peel on Radio 1 and listening to him at night times. And then I started listening to Sarah Cox doing The Breakfast Show. And I just remember thinking, like, that is so fun. And so it felt DIY as well. Like, both of them are amazing at their jobs, but they're not, like, polished. And they're so charming and they're they're sort of imperfect, which is why they're so great. And um, I remember being, like, 11 and being, like... I want to do the Radio on Breakfast show and being really specific about it and telling my my brother's wife, Leanne, like, oh, I want to do this. And she's like, why don't you do it? And I, I said, it's a bit silly, though, isn't it? It's like saying you want to be an astronaut or be a footballer. And Leanne is my, was my brother's ex-wife now, but she was like, um, she was like a doer and a go-getter. And she just said to me, like, people are footballers and people are astronauts. So just figure it out. Like, what do you need to do? So I was like, I don't know. I need to, like, probably, like, practice doing radio and, like, meet some music people and move to London. She's like, do it then. And I was like, 11. <laughs> and I was like, okay. 11. What did you do at university? I went, when my mum and dad were, like, very keen that I went to uni and did a proper degree, like, did law or um, they'd want me to go and do, like, yeah, law or business studies was sort of the aim so I wanted to go and do a media studies degree and my dad was like not a chance like no way like you don't need a degree in it and I was like well maybe I won't go to uni and they're like well you've got to go to uni because that's how you do so I found this degree at Liverpool University it was the first year of, of, it, of it happening where they did a business and media like joint honours thing and my dad was like, joint honours in a proper degree. You need to go to a red brick and do a proper degree. So I ended up convincing him and I went and did, yeah, business and media at Liverpool. That's good. Yeah. So I thought it was like half and half. Did you enjoy Liverpool? I loved Liverpool. Like I really, really, really loved it. And then my brother was like, could not believe that I was going to Liverpool. Like <gasps> as a diehard United fan, he was like, yeah. you're, you're a traitor, you're a traitor. And I was just like, I don't like football, so I'm just going because it's down the road. Um, So, yeah, I I proper loved Liverpool because it was quite like Manchester. It reminded me of, like, of Manchester and I love Scousers and I love, 
like the whole vibe there like really really suited me it was like perfect at the time for me to go to uni there I think so when when you were a student um and then when you moved to London what were you living off pasta and cheese like the rest of pasta and pesto like the rest of us yeah when I was at uni um we lived in a house there was nine of us in a house oh Jesus and we all lived in a house and just used to go out like constant I don't think I drank water for three years like honestly just was out out like so going out a lot and going to raves for days and just like I just like really was not healthy but I guess that's what you meant to do at university I think um but um (laughs) eating wise I remember the day my friend Grania told me at uni that flapjacks weren't healthy and I was like yeah they are and she went, it's, oats. I went, it's oats. And she was like, it's sugar and syrup. I was like, flapjacks is like diet food. And she was like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I was just eating like flapjacks, sandwiches, pasta, McDonald's, no water, beer, cider. Um, and then, yeah, when I moved to London, I remember when I moved to London, actually, some of the food that people introduced me to in London, like I'd straight up never heard of. And it was stuff like mung beans, and like alfalfa sprouts i don't think i'd had like an avocado or anything i I honestly don't think i had um but when i moved down i i worked at mtv i didn't have any money as an intern at mtv for a a year and then i used to dj as well um but i dj for four hours and get like 75 quid and i remember like eating like collecting change to go and go to the shop and be like, what can I eat? And I'd eat like a diet of Freddo's. Like I remember being like, Freddo's 10p. I'll get a few Freddo's and then I'll go and DJ for Jodie Harsh. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like gives me anxiety when I think back to those times. Um, I want to know, we ask all our guests, but what would be on your last supper? Um, you've got a starter, main, pud. And drink of choice. Ooh, I'd go starter. I might go for a classic prawn cocktail. Like I love You're a prawn cocktail. You're not the first and you might um, be the last. Or I'd go for some sort of black pudding thing. Like sometimes you're going to get like a black pudding. Grimmy. Like, what? Black pudding. I love black pudding. I do too. So good. Oh. Really, really love it. Is there a particular place that you absolutely love to have it? No, I will eat any. I think actually, like, the worse, the better. Like, I I sometimes... Oh, no, where was that posh place we went? I would eat any black pudding, but we did go to, like, this posh... um, You guys don't know the name of it. It's Raymond Blanc's Restaurant in... Cat Saison's. What's it? The one that we wanted to get to. Le Manoir. Le Manoir. Le Manoir. Yeah, you had a lovely weekend there. I saw that. So we went there and I don't normally like like fussy food. Like I don't eat, I don't enjoy any posh food. And um, the food there was really, really posh. And he has like two Michelin stars. Obviously it was delicious and phenomenal and like such an experience. But the thing that was the highlight was the next morning I ordered a fry up and it came with black pudding. I've never tasted anything like it in my life. It was the best black pudding. So I'd start with Raymond Blanc's black pudding. Well, there you bloody go. <laughs> that makes me God, sound like Nick, such you've an changed. arsehole. I know, yeah. I'm really normal. <laughs> so Raymond Blanc's black pudding. Yeah. Um, I'd have that. I think my favourite meal is a quarter pounder from McDonald's. Like nothing oh, brings me more joy. Grimmy. 
than a quarter pounder from McDonald's. You're the first person that's done this and I love you for it. I love it. I love it because you know exactly what you're going to get. And I, I find it really, really comforting. I can still remember my first McDonald's because my mum was very anti me going. I remember my sister taking me to McDonald's in Oldham. So I think it's a mixture of nostalgic and also factually delicious. So actually just I don't know I find it like really comforting having a McDonald's but don't you get hungry straight after like within about quarter of an hour no I don't know I know I'm I, I know people do because people are always yeah. like it doesn't fill you up but I and maybe I get too much but when I got back from Namibia and we've been in the desert that was what we did we got into bed and at McDonald's and watched a film it was my dream that's my favorite meal and uh, so will it be just the quarter pounder like with fries and with fries drink. and sweet and sour sauce is my favorite. Oh my so god! Bad. I know. I mean, I like the barbecue sauce, but I never go to sweet and sour. Oh, sweet and sour levels. or sweet curry. Oh, I love as well. You are northern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, really I feel like you've really balanced out your, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, Raymond yeah. there, and then you've got a, a quarter pounder. And I was genuinely thinking about this because I knew I was coming on, and I know you guys asked this, and I was like. I can't think of something nicer. Like I've been to nice restaurants. I've ate nice meals. I don't think any, I, that makes me the happiest. So I thought rather than say an annoying food thing, I thought I'd be honest. (laughs) And then um, drink of choice. I mean, I always try to like, like wine and I don't mind a wine. I like a rose in the summer. A whispering angel. As I can see, Jessica, love a whispering angel. Got it here. And um, I I remember once, actually, we went went on holiday, the gang of us, years ago. And we were pretty young and we didn't know anything about wine. And we got this, um, I was DJing. And when we were out there, they were like, and what wine would you like? I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So I looked at the like the wine list, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And then I saw someone having Whispering Angel, and I was like, oh my god, get that because my friend has that, and she's like, she's rich, so that must be nice wine. <laughs> so we got that, and it was we were in the Maldives where they have to like ship everything in. So it was $150 <gasps> oh my God. for a bottle. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, but do you know what guys? We're on our holiday. Let's just do it. It's dead nice wine. My friend drinks it. She's dead. Like, she was not going to drink shit wine. Got it. We drank like however many bottles of it. We got the bill. We were like, do you know what? We've had this posh wine. Then we got back and it's like, it's like 11 quid in Tesco. <laughs> 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 And then my friend who I told this story to, she was like, I don't like nice wine. I just like that. It's like 12 quid or something. So um, I do like a rosé, but I think my favourite drink's beer. I love a beer. What are you drinking now? I'm having a Peroni, but only because we're out of Asahi's. So I'd actually go for an Asahi Japanese okay. lager is my favourite. And then Pud? Pud, I'd go for, I really like an apple pie. Like, I know that's a bit basic or whatever, but a really, really good apple pie or an apple crumble, I really, really Mm. enjoy. I don't really love desserts. Like, I'm not a crazy, as discussed earlier with the trifle debacle. I'm not, like, crazy for sweet stuff, but apple pie, I love. Like, a good homemade, homemade custard Homemade custard? No, 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 no. Homemade apple pie and then custard, yeah. Okay, lovely. Can you make custard at home? 
Yeah, you I make it with eggs powder, and sugar, no? but yeah, but you just you use custard you just use birds. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, just buy it. Have you got good table manners? Do you know what? I, do, I think I do have good table manners. I think I have good manners. I remember getting in trouble with our elbows on the table when I was a kid. Yeah. But I think that's like conversational. I always would say to my mum, I say, look, it's quite Italian. And she's like, well, you're not Italian. I'd be like, I just think we should have our elbows on the table. And she's like, no, elbows off. So my, my dad... He, did, he never, ever cooked, but my dad would always set the table. Every single night, we would have the table set with a tablecloth, a knife and fork and everything. Like, he would have it, like, immaculate. And so you weren't allowed, like, your elbows on the table. You weren't allowed to eat on your knee. You weren't allowed to eat watching the telly or anything. And now I sometimes do still struggle with eating, watching the telly. Like, most nights we will sit at the, the dining room table and me and Mish and eat, like, properly. you get Catholic guilt. Yeah, get Catholic guilt. Um, but yeah, good manners. The only thing I don't like in the manners world is, and I think we should get rid of it, but I'm ready for thoughts on this, is like waiting for others. Oh, like, do you know, yeah. Like, like, I don't mind it if I'm serving up. I I think it's worse to make someone wait. If I'm serving up and there's loads of people around for a roast, I'm like, just start. And people are like, no, no. Like, that makes me feel sad that you're just not eating that Yorkshire pudding and I'm you still doing what? something with peas. We, we, had, um, we had Keith Sutherland on and he said that it's actually good table manners to start because... It's um, hot. You want your guests to eat their food when it's hot. Yeah. So actually it's very good table manners to start as yeah. soon as you get your food, which and makes a lot of sense to me. It's inviting just to be like, just start. Absolutely. Do you have a karaoke song? Uh, I love going to karaoke. Like, I really, really love it because I love singing and I have the most... It's, like, flatter than my talking voice. It's horrible. I think you've got a gorgeous um, voice, actually. No, I but do. I love listening singing. to you. It's so, Like, I did it once in New York, karaoke, and genuinely, the guy who ran the karaoke bar was like, can you not sing again? Like, it's not... <gasps> that is unfair. <laughs> And he was like, just, it's not really, it sounds bad. And I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not coming in there saying I'm Celine Dion. Um, so we, I carry, okay, I love rapping stuff. I love doing little Kim. Um, I attempt Eminem, but Eminem's always hard. But recently, um, me and Mish went to our friends. She always has a karaoke birthday, and I respect her for that. And we performed a stunning rendition of Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was very special. It's the best, <laughs> that song. It Did gets you go, a lot of emotion. Break my heart. Say you'll love me forever. Love me again. Oh, is it again, not forever? Yeah. Again. again. Yeah. <laughs> so, Grim, thank you. Stay strong. Keep giving us the music. Keep making scarves, Meshach. We will. And uh, I'll see you on the other side when we're about two stone heavier. Please, please, please. And when this is all over, I really want one of the first places I come to is your house for this suit. Okay. Oh my God. Please. You're on. Really serious. Be safe. Wash your hands. I will. And, um, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Graham. Thank you so much, guys. Well, we, you know, this I feel like this was a brilliant trial to he how... He was so lovely and so he's natural. He's just a lovely, lovely person. I love him so much. He's the best. And he's so 
brilliant and he's brilliant on the radio and he's just funny and generous and kind and sweet. And he looks, he's just terrific fun. Yeah, he is. Um, but thank you so much, uh, Nick Grimshaw, for coming on to Table Manners via the internet, via us not all being in the same room. Table um, Manners Special Circumstances. Oh my God, is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, I think so. That's quite good. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened. We will try and keep this going for as long as we can and as long as you want it. Um, please stay safe. Please wash your hands. Please stay at home. Um, my brother is an anaesthetics doctor and... is working in intensive care. And really, honestly, it's no joke what's going on in there. And it's incredibly hard hearing the stories that he's telling us and how overwhelmed and exhausted they all are. So please stay at home. But on a lighter note, thank you for joining us for this trial run of Table Manners Remotely Special Circumstances. I love that, Mum. Table Manners Special Circumstances. Um, Wash your damn hands and we'll see you again soon. Lots of love. Bye. I love that mum's waving at the uh, screen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. <laughs>